Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. We're going to talk about today the power of one more, the ultimate guide to happiness and success. And we have a very special guest on the show, the one and only Ed Milet. He's an entrepreneur, philanthropist, podcast host. He's a keynote speaker. He's a best-selling author. He wrote a book called Max Out Your Life. And he's got a brand new book. And it's called The Power of One More, The Ultimate Guide to Happiness and Success. Thanks for being on the show, Ed. You know, it's an honor to be with my dear friend. Thank you for having me, brother. Thank you. Yeah, I know we have a, a lot of uh, our community loves you. They shared uh, an episode I was actually on. I encourage everybody to subscribe to your amazing podcast. So what, what's the premise of the, the One More philosophy? Well, the overall premise is that you're much closer to your dreams or your vision for your life than you think you are. And most people don't have a vision issue. They have a depth perception issue, meaning they think things are further away than they are. And so they act in accordance with that belief system. And they keep these ambitions, these dreams, these visions for their life at bay because they think it's so far away. But the truth is not that. The truth is that your one decision, one relationship, one meeting, one new thought, one new book, one new podcast, one new emotion away from a completely different life, that it's much closer than you believe that it is. And if you can, uh, you know, buy into that philosophy, that I can teach you how to begin to see those relationships, see those thoughts, have those emotions, and change your life. So you're much closer than you think you are, there's a power to doing one more. In other words, people that don't have confidence, why they have a relationship with themselves, a reputation where they don't keep the promises they make to themselves, people who develop self confidence, they keep the promises they make to themselves. But then there's a higher standard than that. What if you kept the promises you made to yourself, plus one more, I'm going to make 10 contacts today. You do that plus one more. I'm going to do 10 reps in the gym. You do that plus one more. You're going to tell your child you love them today. Plus one more. Your entire life transforms when you set that higher standard. Mm. So one more phone call, you know, one, one more meeting, one more page in, in, in a book. Yeah. And, uh, and because and we don't know, like the wondrous worlds that lie beyond one more. And right. so what, what, what was... Uh, well, I read the book, so I know the answer to this, but um, who was the influence on, on this on this one more philosophy? My dad. My dad was an alcoholic the first 15 years of my life. And I think the reason I believe so deeply that human beings can change is because I watched my hero do it right up close, my father. My dad didn't live a great first 15 years of my life, but the last 35 years of my life and his, he lived magnificently. And my dad had tried to get sober many times, Jim, as you know. And then there became this time where he was driving me, he was in tears in the car, I never saw my dad cry before. And he said, I'm going to give it one more try to quit drinking. And that one more try changed our family tree forever, brother. I wouldn't be talking to you now if my dad didn't give it one more try. There's a chapter in the book, as you know, called One More Try. And then these one more started to stack up. When my dad got sober, I'd say, Dad, are you never going to drink again the rest of your life? And he would say, I don't know, I'm just not going to drink for one more day. And that served me very well. Businesses I've been in that, you know, my back was up against the wall and I'm thinking about quitting. I've always just said, just don't quit for one more day. 
And so these one mores in uh, my life were lessons from my dad over and over and over again. And then like you, I wanted to know, how's this impact the brain? What's the reticular activating system in the brain? How can I find these one mores? You know, all these different strategies that I've come up with. So it's a pretty heavy book on how to do the one mores. People hear a lot of on podcasts or in, in books about goal setting. And, you know, one of the challenges when people set out to achieve their goals in their career and their relationships and their body, uh, in, in their, in their, in their health and their bank account, um, they might feel overwhelmed. Right. And so why, why do so many people feel overwhelmed when they, when they approach uh, goal setting? Well, one, I don't think we get our goals long-term. I think we get our standards. So I think we probably get 20, 25% of our goals. Statistically, that's probably barren to be true. But we always eventually get our standards. Eventually, you're going to get your standards. So if your standard is just to do the basic, you're going to get a basic life. If your standard is to do the one more, you're going to get the one more. And I actually don't think you are overwhelmed. I think that's a notion that you've created in your mind because what starts to happen is when our results begin to exceed our identity, we start to experience a bunch of emotions that don't serve us, that try to confuse us, try to make us feel overwhelmed, try to make us feel lacked, unprepared, not ready for something. And all that is, is your identity is like a thermostat setting sitting on the wall. I cover this in the book and it sets the temperature of your life. So if your success identity is set at 75 or happiness and your results begin to exceed that identity, you get 80, 90, 100 degrees worth of results you unconsciously turn the air conditioner on of your life and cool it back down to what you believe you're worth. Well, how do you do that? You start feeling overwhelmed. You start creating chaos. You start thinking it's circumstantial. No, no, no. You know, I was doing well financially, but then I had to make this loan or the market change or the economy change. No, no. You turned the air conditioner on and you started to feel overwhelmed, even though it didn't really exist because your results exceeded your identity. So the key is raising that identity thermostat in our lives so that we never have those emotions. I love that identity thermostat. Yes, and that, that also implies that we take responsibility for where we are, that we are setting uh, the, we are changing the environment right. all the time, right. you know, for, for something that is for us or something that could be disab- disabling us also. Yeah, I feel like what it is, is our filter. So the environment is set what it is, but we have this filter in our lives, this RAS, as you know, in the brain, I I call it the matrix, which I know you know those guys, so (laughs) this is right up your alley, but I call it the matrix. And the matrix is where you can slow things down. And your, your reticular activating system in your brain is essentially the place that reveals to you what's most important to you in your life and filters out the things that aren't, so you can be sane. So I just bought a Tesla. I like what Musk Mm -hmm. is doing. I'm like, let's get a Tesla. So I get this Tesla plaid. Jim, within a day when I'm driving this thing, I'm seeing Teslas everywhere on the freeway. They're everywhere. White Tesla, honey. Hey, look, red one. Three lanes over going the other direction on the highway. I'm like, babe, black Tesla, right? Here's the thing. Those Teslas were always in the environment. What happens is they've been screened into my RAS, so I see them now. So what if, theoretically... Our Teslas of our lives become those relationships, those decisions, those meetings that we have to have in order to change our life. In other words, we get programmed in our RAS to see the things in the environment that were always there, hear the things that were always there, but now have become important to us. And that's like the law of attraction explained actually in the brain of how you do it. So it's using the RAS. Because primarily our brain is deleting everything. It only lets things in. The RAS lets in... It's interesting, our name, when we hear our name. That's right. Because <laughs> it has part of our identity. It lets in uh, threats, 
because that's part of survival. Um, opportunities for procreation, because that's also passing on your genes. Um, but yeah, the, the, the things that you value and the things that you're, you're asking questions about and you start seeing those Teslas everywhere. Yes. Now, when, um, so clearly then you, the standards are, are more important than, than the goals. Mm -hmm. So what is, what is essential then you talk about in the book, this idea of inconvenience and how it, the importance of embracing inconvenience. Yeah. So Napoleon Hill says in Think and Grow Rich that on the other side of pain, of difficulty, we're introduced to our other self. So oh, wow. it is literally that the inconvenient things in our lives are the things that introduce us to the other versions of us. And so I have a chapter called One More Inconvenience. If you could begin to build the muscle of chasing doing hard things, of pursuing the inconvenient, that's where the other self is revealed to. And that other self produces another life. As human beings, our tendency is to avoid pain because we think it's permanent. And the truth yeah. is, the only thing that's permanent in our lives, if you believe this, is our souls. Even our bodies aren't permanent. I was with my father, as you know, when he died. I watched my father's body no longer exist in, the, in a functioning state anymore. His spirit continued. So yeah. this temporary pain you're going through, the truth of the matter is it's it's temporary. And if you'll survive the inconvenient pain and work through it, on the other side of you is all the things you want in your life. So I've sort of learned to build the muscle. Not always, I make mistakes. But what's the inconvenient thing right now? I'm going to do the inconvenient thing, not the easy thing. The path of least resistance leads to the least happiness, the least bliss, the least benefit to you. The path of most resistance oftentimes is where all the good stuff lies. So chase the inconvenient. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure, and I have, I have a couple more questions for you, but where do people get the, the power of one more? Where do you, where, where do you recommend? Where should we? Any, all, anywhere books are sold, but I also have a website called thepowerofonemore.com. And then there's this little thing you and I are doing that's not so little that we should at least mention. Not here little at all. It's, it's, it's never been done before, but I'm doing the mother of all events, the, the, the granddaddy. That way I covered both genders. And at this event is myself, I'll miss people, but myself is speaking. Jim Quick is speaking. This guy Quick, turns out he's a pretty <laughs> smart guy. Andy Frisella, Mel Robbins, Maria Menounos, Jenna wow. Kutcher, Marie Forleo, Dean Graziosi, Rob Deerdick, Eric Thomas, John Gordon, and a few <laughs> others are all at one event. And if you pre-order my book right now, and you go to maxoutlive.com, I'll give you that event for free. You can watch it on a virtual basis in your home or your living room. If you want to come to the event, you got to buy some books, but it's free. It's a gift. All you got to do is pre-order my book. Go to maxoutlive.com and you'll see all of us speak in one place one day for free. It's crazy. That, that's so much value. And then yeah. the, the, the time that we've, we've known each other and our friendship, yeah. you know, what I love is that you, know, you are the person that you are so are you. not on camera and on stage and it means everything you so so very congruent um my last couple of questions has to do with um this word that i see often in the book and it's equanimity i knew you were gonna ask what that. yes this is something that is is i, I love like i yeah. tweeted something that's like what's your favorite word mm -hmm. uh, out the other day i got hundreds of responses but um this is one of my favorites can you define that? And, yeah. um, if you if you looked me. at a picture if you looked at a picture of it in the dictionary, it would probably be Jim Quick. <laughs> and and this is true. And um, it's why I love you. It's why I wish we had more time together. Equanimity yeah. is basically tranquility or peace under duress. 
calmness yeah. under duress. And this is such a quality of the people that I admire most in my life and of all high performers and of all happy people. Duress, chaos, difficulties are a given in life. So it's not, the, it's not the events of our lives that matter. It's the meaning we attach to it. And that meaning then creates an emotion and that emotion makes us make a action. And so if you can learn to seek more equanimity, which is calmness, think about someone you admire, if it's an athlete, right? Uh, Tom Brady, under center, 50,000 people. It's the playoffs. They're down six points. It's the last drive. It's the highest level of chaos and stress you could get. It's his ability to find equanimity, which is calmness and peace under duress so that things slow down and they don't speed up. I have a fighter that I work with that I love named Michael Chandler. He just fought last week, and I know you know who Michael is. And typically, a lot of times, Mike, when he's been in these fights, when it starts to get really riled up, he speeds things up, and he gets all wound up, and it doesn't serve him. This week, when he had the fight, it happened. He got punched. He was really hurt, and he stepped back and found equanimity and calmness under duress. And he ended up knocking this guy out and winning the fight in a really dramatic way. And so equanimity basically means finding peace and calm under a stressful situation and condition. And it's the one thing emotionally, the people that I admire the most have the ability to maintain emotional maturity and emotional control in their lives. And the people that are just sort of average and ordinary, that when it's everything's okay, they have emotional control. But when stress level gets elevated, when an importance level, the important meeting, the important phone call, the higher the importance level, the less equanimity they experience. And so in the book, I talk and teach how to have more of equanimity under duress. Yeah, that's one of my one of my favorite parts of the book. I recommend everyone gets their copy. I, I recommend you get three copies of Ed's book. You have one for yourself and get two to gift to others. And I'll actually gift two of my copies to those who are uh, some random people who are listening. I challenge everybody to take a screenshot of this episode. If you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, on, on, on YouTube, take a screenshot, make sure you tag Ed, tag myself, and, uh, and I'll repost uh, some of our favorites. And, you know, equanimity is actually, it's, this principle is through all the ancient wisdoms, from Taoism to Stoicism, it, it has it, it's represented there. So it's it's so very important. So for more detail on this, you you have to read the book because the book is you're an amazing storyteller, and there's some real practical, powerful, proven things that people could do. Um, I, have, I have a question for you that's kind of off script. I, is there, you know, you're very public. You know, you have a huge following, millions of, of people. You do these big events, huge, huge, huge podcast and brand, very successful. Is there something that people uh, seem to maybe misunderstand about you? It's kind of a left field kind of question, no, but is there, think, and there might not be an answer, but. No, there, there certainly is. And I think you probably experienced a little bit when you're around me. I'm probably a little, I probably struggle with confidence more than most people would think that I do. And so even at this age of my life, you know, I've got a pretty deep voice. I've got kind of a hard look to me. Um, I teach all these things about being confident and all those things. But the truth is, I have to keep that guy at bay. I'm very introverted like you are. We're both very quiet people privately. Um, mm -hmm. Public things aren't easy for you or I. And I struggle with still at this stage of my life, you know, believing I belong, not having imposter syndrome. You know, no matter what level of external success I've had, that has not changed this child of an alcoholic 
that grew up in chaos and grew up in stress and would go to school every day thinking, why, why is my family this way? What's wrong with me? Why can't my dad be like their dad? You know, and none of my friends wanted to come over to our house because it was so stressful. And, and I ended up with a wonderful, beautiful dad. But so there's that little dude in me still, man, all those beliefs that are installed in you when you're a child and you're defenseless about who you are and what your role is in the world. And it's why I'm in this space. I'm one of the few people I think that's like, hey, I, you're on my Instagram. I'll tell you, I'm having a bad day, guys. I'm struggling with yeah. this today. I'm hurting today because I don't want to be perfect. I want to be aspirational where people aspire to be like me, meaning that, hey, this guy's working on himself too. And so maybe that would surprise some people if they see, you know, jets and islands and houses and ocean fronts and, you know, great friends and all that. But I'm just a man who was once a little boy who is just trying to get better and feel better about himself and help other people. And it's when I'm doing something like this, brother, with someone I love and I know we're serving people and my intent is there that I have the most confidence because I know I intend to serve. So that's probably something most people wouldn't know. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Everybody get your, get your copy of the power of one more and uh, please join us for this amazing event. And the message here is really, as Ed has said, you are much closer to the life that you dream of than you think you are. Make sure you max out, as Ed would say, and uh, be limitless, everybody. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You wanna learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success 
program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions, and also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author, and then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour yeah, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.